Hello everyone, this is Pastor Todd, and uh, these are Devotions on the Deck, the podcast from Trinity Presbyterian Church. Today is April 1, 2020, and uh, I hope you are doing well. I hope that you will let your needs be known and uh, enjoy spending time with you and spending some time in devotional thought. We're exploring Psalm 23. And uh, a short, very compact, beautiful psalm. Psalm 23. Let me just read it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, it's been said of Galatians 2.20, if you're familiar with that New Testament verse, it's been said of Galatians 2.20 that it summarizes the Christian life. I won't go into detail about that, but it's an observation that one verse in the New Testament explains, uh, and it really does, uh, and we could have that as a devotional sometime. Psalm 23 uh, summarizes a relationship with God and it it does so in such a beautiful way um, and you can see the themes from Psalm 23 showing up throughout scripture so many beautiful themes a dense uh, work of poetry uh, not a wasted word it flows um, uh, it has a kind of a culmination um, in in that uh, the David writes about that he will dwell always in the presence of God. It it moves from a simple thought from God as a shepherd to to David forever being in the presence of God. And uh, modern translations seem to work pretty well. The old King James works uh, really well still. Non-Christians know this, some, some of them at least. Um, Psalm 23, what a famous portion of Scripture. I've seen Psalm 23 just quiet a crowd, people who need to be comforted. It just has an enduring power to it. 2004, February, we had a memorial service for a... Marine who died in a helicopter that went down in Iraq. Remember, it was such a dark, dark night. Um, boy, every all the all the uh, commanding officers at the Marine base were were there at, at Little Trinity Church, <laughs> Trinity Church, and the room was packed. And I remember reading Psalm twenty-three, and it just was what the people needed we all needed to hear amazing grace is that way too isn't it as a as a hymn it's beautiful in its 
power. Today I'd like to focus on verse 3, just the very beginning, He restores my soul. Well, with this pandemic underway, uh, people are looking for order, reason, meaning, restoration. There's even this strange idea that's percolating out there that somehow nature is, you know, in purging the planet. I don't know if you've heard this. You know, something needs to be fixed in the world. The world has polluted the world. We've done terrible things to the ecology of the world and Humans have treated the world in a terrible way, and now nature is sort of uh, taking hold of things and doing things that the human beings you know, refuse to do, so we have this purging of the world by nature. It reminds me of a book that I have, and I believe the, 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 uh, the title of the book is called The Apocalypse in Germany. And it's a it's a history of, of the 1930s in, in Germany and what, what led to the terrible events of, of, uh, of, of that time. And the author mentions that, at a, a pretty, if you think about this, it's pretty obvious, but the author mentions that in a time of crisis, people are looking to attach meaning uh, to events. And it's here that sort of we begin to lose our interpretation, we begin to lose lose our bearings on how best to interpret things, and we can jump on things that are wrong. Um, and um, so that idea that nature is somehow purging us is a, an attempt to grasp at meaning. David, of course, is interpreting the events of his life. <clears throat> I think it's Paul Tripp who says that we live out of the interpretation of our of the events of our life. And David's living out of an interpretation of life. And he's <clears throat> looked at his life and he provides these insights. Of course, they're inspired by God. Uh, where is God? Where do I find God? What's the meaning of the events of my life? David is like you and I trying to grapple with what's going on. And David says, well, here's what, here's what God's doing. He's restoring my life. He's restoring my soul. The soul is this this uh, aspect of what it means to be a human being. Um, it's deeply personal. A body is not alive without a soul. God formed man from the dust, Genesis 2, 7 tells us. And uh, the body is created, man is formed. But we learn that a human being is not a human being until God breathes life into his nostrils, he, I love the, the, the imagery, that into his mouth, into his nostrils, the breath of life was given, and man became a living soul. So David is reflecting on God's activity, and God is restoring, God is restoring life to David's soul. Ultimately, this is based on the work and the person of Christ, and we find in Christ not only our souls being made alive, but the whole cosmic order is going to be touched and uh, restored uh, in the new heavens and new earth. So look around you today and ask yourself, what is my God up to? Where can I find his activity? And we have the benefit 
of David's long meditation about God. David has done the shorthand work. He's given us the cliff notes. Um, here, I can help you. Uh, in Christ, God is restoring your soul. Uh, restoring us at the level of our fears, the experience of guilt and shame. In fact, our whole view of God, our, the core understanding of God, and our relationship with God is really the, the center of, of the restoration. And I was picking up a faint echo of a theological work, and this, as I read this, this Psalm 23, it came at me from an angle that, a little bit surprising, but I believe this should or, or could uh, connect with you. This reminds me of actually a chapter from the Westminster Confession of Faith, chapter 20. The Christian life is described uh, in this remarkable uh, summary of biblical truth. And the Christian life, chapter 20, is described in terms of a key word, liberty. And let me just read this, and I'm not going to give you the whole, this is just a part of chapter 20. And see if this re resonates with you about what is the restoration that we enjoy in Christ. And here it is, chapter 20, the first section. The liberty which Christ hath purchased for believers under the gospel consists in their freedom from the guilt of sin, the condemning wrath of God, the curse of the moral law, and in their being delivered, I love that, from this present evil world, bondage to Satan, and dominion of sin, from the evil of afflictions, the sting of death, the victory of the, of the grave, and everlasting damnation, and also in their free access to God, there's the restoration, I would say. And their yielding obedience unto him, that's part of our rest, certainly part of our restoration, not out of slavish fear, but a childlike love and willing mind. Uh, so beautifully reflected in Psalm 23, that childlike love and willing mind. From the Westminster Confession, chapter 20 on Christian liberty. It's been good to be with you. Stay in touch. I hope this is a benefit to you. And uh, may God richly bless you today. Uh, continue to pray for you, your elders. We want to hear from you. Um, amen.